Hi, Meg. So I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for taking time to be on my podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Valerie. I'm very excited to be here with you. Um, you are such an impressive person. Um, you work for corporation and then yeah. you decided to leave the corporate world and start your own business. Now, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening to us or some of the people that are like possibly working in a corporate world and they wanted to leave the corporate world and start their own businesses. Tell us a little bit what inspired you to leave your job and then start your own business. Yeah, that's such a great question. I mean, I feel maybe I have a similar story to a lot of women who have been working hard in corporate for many years and reach a point where it's just not feeling great at work or at home. And this was my situation. So I love my job, really enjoyed it, really like worked hard to get to the place I was, really, really enjoyed it. However, I wasn't really, for me, and like kind of being in integrity is really important. And I felt that I wasn't being my best anywhere. Um, at home or at work and it, it just got to a point I was like spending so much time traveling <laughs> to go to work that my family didn't see me very much I wasn't showing up for them the way I wanted to and the whole thing felt like it was very it was balancing on a very kind of precarious foundation so I took a step back and actually I was forced to because my son had some anxiety around school so I, it made me kind of look at the family dynamics really interestingly and just be like hold up something's not right let's see what's happening here so i actually decided to leave my job which i loved um to be with my family which i think a lot of women do have that kind of binary choice so that was yeah that was part of it and the business kind of came a bit later when i realized that i couldn't just do the stay-at-home mom gig <laughs> for, for my uh, yeah myself I, I i just love what you just said that uh like i said we get a lot of entrepreneurs listening to us and me myself I, I i've been an entrepreneur all my life so i know and i work in the corporate world and i know how hard it was to go from you know eight to five especially if you're a mom and you have a little one's home you know mm -hmm. it gets very very difficult but what you said was very important for people to understand like you said you realize it on your own you said you took some step back and it's just like okay let me see this is, doesn't feel right yeah isn't it important that we have to really take some time i know you're doing it you're making great money you love your job you love your family but something is not right something is not right and you're feeling it in your gut and you're saying that hmm i'm making money the job is good but i don't like how do, when did you feel that like how, how did that come up to Oh, so interesting. Um, so I think it came up with a lot of anxiety. And I believe that anxiety is just a feeling that's trying to come out that you're trying to hide. Mm. So I felt this kind of low level anxiety at work, between work and at home. And I was trying to figure out what was causing this feeling. Was it like this feeling of not feeling good enough? It was this feeling that when I examined I was like, I feel like I'm not good enough at work and I feel like I'm not good enough at home, but what's, why? Because on the surface, it all looks great. <laughs> so what's causing those feelings? And I think it was just too scattered. The focus is just everywhere. You can't please all the people all the time and please yourself. So that's really what, so there's a couple of things, just like the rushing, the sense you're always in the wrong place, you're always late, 
I was always late for the train. I was always like five minutes late for work. It's no big deal, right? But it just got to me, bothered me. I feel like I was excited, I would get up and go to work, (laughs) right? Yeah. Oh my God. You know what? I totally feel you because uh, when I first started my career, I came to this country, um, it's been almost 30 years, but when I first came in, I I was with my ex-husband and he was providing and I was a stay-at-home mom. Once I got divorced and I left him, now I had to go find a job. And I didn't have no education. I had no experience. I had nothing. And I was getting these jobs. And I was looking for jobs to be like not so much speaking because I couldn't speak the language at the time. But I was getting the jobs to just to make some money. And, you know, I cleaned houses. I the bartender. I waitress. But like you said, it was just like I was always late. And I was doing the bare minimum, you know, the bare minimum is like, okay, I'm just doing it to get a paycheck and then to pay my bills. It didn't feel right. It's like, you know, if it, the passion is not there. You don't get up in the morning and say, you know what, I have this amazing job. And it took me a long time actually to realize that because I, I thought this is how you're supposed to be. You know, job is a job. You don't like job. You're working. You just to make money. But later in life, I realized there's a difference between a job and a career. There's a difference between pursuing your passion and having a job. Because when you have pursue your passion, you get up, you have to motivate yourself. You, you're inspiring yourself. You're just so driven every single day to do that. And I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of us, we, some people think that, okay, it's just a job. You know, a job is a job. What can you do, right? Yeah, so true. I love that you said that because there's this feeling, this kind of, push-pull sense of like, I have a great job, I'm comfortable enough, I feel like it's okay. And I'm like, let's rip that up and throw it away because okay and like comfortable to me is not like living life the way you should be living it. For me, anyway, I was talking to my husband about this and I was like, you don't want to move job because it's safe and you're comfortable. That's not a bad thing. Just be aware of it. Just, right. just kind of recognize that in yourself. And I've always been um, comfortable getting uncomfortable, <laughs> like feeling more, more than that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad you said. On the surface, this comes up a lot. Like you said, getting comfortable. I'm comfortable. There's different between comfortable. So if you're listening to us and if you feel comfortable <laughs> in your job, that's great for you. But if you have a desire to do something else, it's definitely those feelings that you have to listen to. You cannot ignore those feelings because it doesn't take you anyplace else, right? Yeah, so true. Now, let's talk about you because you have your own business and you inspire women, especially an entrepreneur, to sell their products and services. How, uh, like 2020 was really rough for everybody. And from my perspective, now I'm an entrepreneur, I know the dynamic of marketing changed completely in the past like nine months and even a year because um, for the past decade, we learned certain way to market ourselves, and it was very popular. But since pandemic hit, everybody's working virtually now, and the whole dynamic I feel like it changed completely. But you are, um, you know, that's your expertise. That's what you teach. How can someone effectively market their business in 2021 since everything is virtual now? Yeah, it's so interesting. Like it's just turned everything kind of. I guess it's compressed the time frame that it was changing anyway. Everything was moving this way. It has been moving this way for like a good 10 years, 12 years. But I would say the last five years, particularly, like everything's online, everything's mobile. So people who are not yet like mobile optimized, just in terms of your basic business stuff, like mobile optimized sites, like apps, all that stuff is just such a must have now that it wasn't like 
yeah. even two years ago. But now with everything being online, you have to have a presence with your brand. This is the difference. So, you know, some big companies have been working on this and like, you know, what's our brand? What's our social presence? What's our, all of this stuff. But now you need literally a person <laughs> to be the brand and for personal brands like you and I and coaches and people in the service-based businesses, you have to be in front of the camera and you have to be growing true connection from the get-go because people buy from people more so than ever now, especially when things are uncertain, when it's very noisy in the market, knowing the person behind the product or service just like is a complete game changer. Wow. I'm so glad you said that. Now, I do a lot of studying when it comes to marketing because I have my own business and I have a marketing team. But when you're an entrepreneur, you must know what you're doing because if you don't know it, you can't even tell your workers what to do because you know they're just doing what you're telling them. So I do a lot of, I, I keep trying to keep an update with the new um, uh, way of marketing that comes in. My perspective of, I think back in the days, a, a, a person that used to sell products and services knew a lot. You had to know a little bit more than a person that's buying it, and that's how you used to make a sale. But like you said, now the dynamic change is that the seller has more information. The buyer, I'm sorry, the buyer has more information than the seller because of, like you said, your brand and they Google, they search, they have more information. You have to be a little bit different and have that connection to make that sale. So true. Yeah, it's so true. And I think, you know, it's a great thing that buyers have a lot more power and have a lot more knowledge. It's a good thing, like having more access to research. And, you know, I worked at LinkedIn and we found that some crazy statistic like buyers in huge tech companies, you know, um, they've got a certain way through the buying process without anyone reaching out because they've done so much research. So they're already qualifying themselves. So if you're not consistent with your brand presence you're not going to get to that point of the person reaching out because they'll just go with somebody else who does a better job so yeah. like for personal branding it's even more so like you have to kind of show up you have to get visible you have to really be out there in a, an uncomfortable way sometimes that it feels personally uncomfortable because it's your business it's not just you <laughs> so for those for those people that are, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs saying like when they start business at first they don't we're not going to go into the branding what what how to get your branding together but they get intimidated by the word branding they're saying that mm -hmm. well you know i just started and i don't know how to brand myself what do your advice would be for them like how they can just articulate something together so later on if they can hire somebody to you know initialize yeah. that branding but for starter what can they do to brand themselves oh it's a really good question and i think this gets very confused because branding to you will mean something very different to branding to me like it's it could be taken in any way i think your branding is actually just like who are you what do you stand for that's it it doesn't have to be complicated how do you like to speak with people how do you position yourself it's nothing to do with colors. It's nothing to do with logos. Like, I don't think that's just the visual assets. You can yeah. do that at some point, right? It doesn't really matter. I don't think some people disagree with me. Like when you have a multi-million company, of course you have to seem professional, but your brand is really like how, how you are, what you believe in, what you stand for. So just asking yourself those questions and then just everything you do, does it line up with 
with that that's essentially what your brand is and later on you can create that logo and i think even though like like you said that's an image that's something that you can create later but your person even for that your personality matters how you yeah, present yourself totally. in position yeah because that will guide everything so when you do have like a branding consultant they will just come and ask you a lot of questions about your tone of voice how you like to be if you're authoritarian if you're friendly like all of that is your brand so they will take all of those words and those feelings and just put it into a visual okay. so like when you get to that point you then have a really clear idea and you can just hire someone and be like this is what i want go make me something nice <laughs> <laughs> that is so important i'm glad i brought that up because like i said i've talked to a lot of people and they're so intimidated by the word branding and they're yeah. like they feel like branding is this fancy spend a lot of money make create a website have all these stuff but like you said positioning yourself and your personality in the way of you deliver your message or your products I think in a way it's good to do it on your own first, just to learn even before you hire a brand person. I totally, yeah, I totally think so because someone, you don't want someone coming in and telling you what your brand is. That's the wrong way around. You need to be telling them. You're like, this is what I stand for. So this is how I think, this is my aesthetic. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. But really your brand is not kind of a representation of you so much as the clients you want to serve. So when you actually get to that point of having someone coming in and helping you with the design and all of that stuff, you think, what would my clients love? And then you go do that. So that's really the, yes, it's you, but it's not just you because everyone's not like 100% interested in you. They're interested in what you can do for them. The end result, right, right, right. You absolutely yeah. Yeah. Um to look that up and, and, and go from that to, as an entrepreneur myself, marketing and sale is like the enemy of entrepreneurs. Like they, they hate those two words. And I know I do, I still do, but I don't hate it, but that's a hard thing to do. And you're, uh, uh, expert, you, you teach people on how to go out there and brand themselves, not so much branding, but market themselves and get things going. So social media platform. There is like a million of them. And I feel like they grow like a speed of light. Every day you get up, the new social media comes up and then people are talking about it. So the basic ones are like, you know, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram. And then now it's like TikTok and now this uh, how Clubhouse. Or something. Okay. So a lot of entrepreneurs are very, very overwhelmed when it comes to thinking. Mm -hmm. Yes, professionals, like you said, you have to be out there. You have to make sure you... Um, visibilities out there but like how can one just like take advantage of social media and attract uh, clients especially you know good clients that call clients that are actually willing to pay for your products and services yeah. through the social media yeah so it's really interesting because there are so many different ways and so many different platforms and it can be super overwhelming and at, if you're at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey the temptation is so strong to go be everywhere and just think if i'm not everywhere people won't find me they won't see me they i won't find the clients it's like it's driven by this fear-based need to be seen so this is the thing choose one or two and just go do them really really well like i am not on tiktok i've not even done an instagram reel no 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 like that's not my bag at all People do them, they love them. People love TikTok, but I'm concentrating on Facebook and Instagram. That's pretty much it. Mm. So like 
choose to figure out where your clients are, the ones you really want to serve, the ones who can pay you the money that you want and just go and be there, like figure out where they are and then go do that really well because you can't be everywhere at once. And if you try, then you will be too scattered. You won't have consistency because it's better to show up once a week for a year, one place than like once every three weeks in all like seven different places because people need consistency to kind of understand when to expect you, like what you're doing. So the way I do this, tell me if, if, if that's something people should do. And that's, that's what I advise my clients sometime when they ask me about marketing. What I do is that I picked, like you said, one or two platforms that you can be consistent and do. I have myself in the most popular ones, so t- like Twitter uh, and uh, LinkedIn, just because I feel like if someone Googles you, they see that, okay, you are appearing in these places. But as far as content creation goes and visibility and, and being consistent, what I do is that I go to the two platform or what platform that you like you mentioned, but I would repurpose that to the other ones. What do you think of that? I think that's brilliant because that's leveraging your time, leveraging your content in a really smart way. You don't have to physically be on the platform. You just go ahead, you create once and then you edit it, you chop it up into pieces and then you send it to different platforms and you schedule it and it's done. So this is like, I would say phase four of your like business. You're already like leveraging your content, creating like your standout piece and then going to share it in the different places. Um, As a new entrepreneur, I feel like within the first six months to one year, that would be like the second thing to think about. I think if you're brand, brand new and you're just figuring out what to post where, then having that in your back pocket of like the second phase is absolutely the best thing to do. Like it's just a way of getting more. So this is the thing, people create the content and then forget about it. It's like, no, you create the content and then keep using the same one. Like people think I did that last year. I can't possibly use it again, but you just like re-edit it. You change it. You post about it again. You promote it again. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of conversation around entrepreneurial are like one, they don't want to change anything. They created a course or they created a uh, membership or they could, they're so frustrated because it's, I invest a lot of time a lot of money creating this and creating a lot of content and didn't work out. And I don't want to try a new strategy because I only spend so much time on this. And you like, you're saying that you can repurpose that you can just take that and say, you know what, why don't we do do this? But here's one thing that I was really, really um, surprised, like back to the buyers and sellers. Every time I contact somebody to do a podcast with, or somebody to talk to, or even, uh, collaborate with they always say oh you know what we're going to look at your uh, profile on linkedin or i will look at the, we'll get the information from there don't worry don't send it to get it and that's why it's important to undo something when they google you so you should pop up and show that you're there yeah absolutely and i worked at linkedin for three years so my background was like pure linkedin which yeah. is hilarious now because everyone's like why aren't you using it as much and i'm like I know, but I just like, you know, I have to have like tunnel vision right now. I think if anyone else is listening who is in like that first year, first two years, it's like, you know, blinkers on, be great in the places you're being great and like bring the other stuff in when you have the bandwidth to like do that. You know, I'm, I'm in there a bit, but I'm not, it's not a focus 
priority right now but it's interesting because everyone's going to have a different platform that they naturally gravitate to and use and another thing that i would love to mention is having you know having content on social is great but having content that you own which is like guest articles blogs all of that like your own property your own digital assets is so much more valuable in for rankings and seo but also for visibility so you know don't build your business purely on content that it doesn't belong to you that's super important as well wow i did not know that i did not yeah. know that that's a great tip that you give um so and also social media now if you break it down you work with linkedin a lot and i know linkedin is yeah. a, a platform that very good for finding a job i i would say hands down one of the things but also as far as when, when we start a business, I think you would agree with me on this one because a lot of people emphasize on two things. You niche like what it is, be very specific of what you're teaching and also who are your audience, right? Where yeah. can you find employees? So when I first started it, that was really confusing for me. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, what, what, what can I find my audience? But every social media platform, if you think about it, Facebook is a little bit more mature people more and then Instagram used to be young people but are now a lot of business coming would you say that social media also is pick the social media that is pro appropriate for your um, a target audience age and desire yeah to a certain point so this is the interesting thing like Facebook is enormous in terms of volume everyone's on it right so yeah. And LinkedIn is also, what is it, 650, I don't know how many million, you know, it's, they're, they're all huge. They're absolutely huge. Your customers will be on them. All of your customers will be on these things. They may be on all of them, but they use them and they think about them in a very different way. So this is where it comes to choosing. It's more like choosing the buying mindset of your client. Do you want to be like friendly, friendly Facebook? with them or do you want to be like super professional linkedin with them because they're on both right this is really interesting they just use them in very different ways so you'll find with linkedin you can be very specific and you know ask a very direct question be a bit like pitch them almost with the message and you can't really do that on facebook because people don't like it because it's more about friends and socializing and so it's more like picking where where they're hanging out and why they're hanging out in that place and then speaking to them in that language. And that would differentiate you. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So good. Cause 2021 is just like, oh my goodness, everything changed. Um, <laughs> and we talked about Instagram and, and, and uh, Facebook, but on the side note, I wanted to ask you, um, since you are a mother and your wife and your entrepreneur, how do you balance your life? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't think I do. I mean, I don't think it exists this, you know, long longed for balance question. It's more like there are seasons and there are times when more of the focus is my work and more of the focus is my family. So that's it's kind of like um it's a rhythm as as opposed to a balance. So I'm just really disciplined with my time, which for me is a big step because I'm just not naturally like super linear person. But having that like time blocking is like my savior. I love it. I like time block all my personal time and I time block all my work time 
and I asked my husband to send me calendar invites and he thinks I've gone crazy and that's fine because it works for me. That's the only way that it works. So I build in my free time before I do any of my work stuff. So I know like the priority time is focus time with my kids when I'm not thinking about work. I think that's the main thing because that's what I found with corporate. I was thinking about my job when I was at home and I was thinking about my family when I was at work and it didn't work. <laughs> so now I'm like, yeah. Think about one thing. Love it, love it, love it. And the reason I ask you this question because we get this question asked a lot, and people are, um, I mean, there's a lot of articles written about it, but everybody asks me, like, you know, you interview some amazing people, their mothers, their entrepreneurs, how they balance themselves. And a lot of moms that have youngster, they wanted to open their own business, but one of the fears that they have is that, okay, I don't have time. I'm a wife. I'm like, you know, I'm a mother. I have three kids. And your example of that, like you said, is very important to block the time and make it a rhythm. I read an article, um, I believe it was the Starbucks CEO. And he said that one of the biggest problem entrepreneurs have, and I'm so glad you mentioned that, is that when we work, we think about the personal, when we were in personal, we think about work. <laughs> yeah, so true. So, so true. That, right? Yeah. And it's like, how do you, as an entrepreneur, how do you, um, how do you turn off the, the on switch in your head? And I don't think you, you do. Like I don't personally, because I love what I do. And it's like, oh yeah, sure. I'll have relaxing time and I'll have downtime. I'll watch TV. I'll play with my kids. But you know, if I have a good idea, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm just thinking about my family now. I'm always thinking <laughs> about stuff, but you know, and that's why we do what we do because we love it so much so it's like part of you it's part of your life I don't think it needs to be put in a box necessarily it's like you know it's the way you are just because be aware of it that not always think about work and not always giggling and like you said if you have a good idea oh well I'm on my free time no go jog it down Take yeah yeah it, you know exactly just be flexible. I, I would say like a really good tip I've started to incorporate is just put the phone down an hour before bed and also don't look at the phone an hour after I wake because our phone, like my phone is basically a symbol of my business because everything's on social media. Mm -hmm. So I just have like the phone free zone, which really helps. So I can relax and can just mess around, cook, whatever. Oh, I do the same thing, girl. I do the same thing. I make sure that when I get up in the morning, I get everything done, my meditation, my drinking my water lemon and my having my coffee before I even look at the phone because the minute you look at it, that's it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a news. And I mean, you know, the pop-up news that they come in and you look at it, it can ruin your whole day. Mm, yeah. So true. I'm so glad you mentioned that. So what would be your advice for moms that are ready to go back to work and start their own business? Do you know what I would say? Um, really, before you do anything, this is really important. Like, get really, really clear on what problem you're solving in the world. This is really important because there's gonna be reasons, personal reasons you wanna start your business for family, for freedom, for money, you know, that's all great. But to actually have a sustainable, profitable business, just be really clear on which, what problem you solve. So spend a lot of time, spend some work thinking, what am I great at? What can I bring to the table? Who has a problem I can solve? And it makes everything so much easier because then you don't get niche drama, as I call it, of like, ah, where's all the people that I can sell to? Because you already figured out <laughs> that first. That's like the number one. What problem do you solve? Then go figure out how you can solve the problem. 
because so often I think people go ahead and they're like, I have a great idea. Then they go create something and then they're like, oh, no one wants to buy it. Bye. What do I do now? So I would start from the other way around. And the rest of it is just having a plan and like having, having real belief in yourself. Those are the really fundamental things. Because a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs or moms that wanted to start, they're like, have a million ideas. Mm. And then they want to implement all of them. And then they go out there and they put it and they're like, well, I don't get anybody buying my products and services. And that's why you're saying that you have to know what yeah. is there. Or you can start with one small one. Absolutely. And then can add on to that to more and more because that's what something that I, I work with mindset and my, my story is pretty much my business. Okay. So I came in from a place that, you know, women were not allowed to go to school or anything like that, let alone go work and have their own business. Um, even though I'm entrepreneur for a longest time, but my goal was to teach women like on how to get their mindset right first. Like you said, um, know what you want, start small and keep it going, like keep continue going and improve yourself. But I couldn't get the word out. I couldn't get that niche that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, because I wasn't, I wasn't know how to articulate. I don't know how to, like, you know, and I, I took three, two years for me to just figure that out. So a lot of women that are listening to you right now, probably thinking like, okay, I have these, I have these great ideas. Yeah. What do I do next? Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Go talk to lots of people. <laughs> Go and have, have a lot of conversations with people you think will have that problem or who will need your solution. Just go talk to as many, many people as possible because that is how you get proof of concept. And that is how you build an idea that's like, hang on, I think this has got some legs to it because you know, I've had 25, 30 people saying to me, do you know what I'm really struggling with is this thing. I've got everything else figured, but I just need this thing. And then you're like, aha, that's the thing. That's so choose one. Yeah. Wow. Let's talk about your program now. And, yeah. and we're going to just, let's just take that what you just finished. Like if you are a mom and if you are uh, thinking about opening your business or wanting to be an entrepreneur and changing career, first of all, they should have started with you <laughs> because that will save them a lot of time, money and all that. Cause you do, you do some amazing job, but you do have a program though. Tell us. I do. Yes. Yeah, I, so I have a 12 month program and it's really designed for women who are service-based entrepreneurs, so online entrepreneurs. And it's just like, what are the things you need to know in those first 12 months and how you can get clients, essentially, how you can build, how you can market and how you can sell. Because I've tried to do it, I've done it myself. And I was like, hang on, <laughs> if I found this difficult, I think a lot of other people will find this difficult too. So there's the learning, but then there's also the accountability of like keeping you on track because as female entrepreneurs, sorry, my dog just walked in as female entrepreneurs, we need someone to encourage and to support as well as to learn all the stuff we need to learn. Um, so that's why I put it in a year here because you know that's what you need really lots of people doing three months i'm like three months is great for like a, a sticking plaster on a, a symptom 12 months is really how long it takes to like get all your systems all your marketing all your sales and do it actually go through it and do it okay so this program is like a uh it's like a one-time program or it's a monthly program it's a course how does that work 
So it's a rolling enrollment. So you come in, you work with me for a year, and then at the end of the year, you either stay and we develop together or you go off and you build your business and you scale your business onwards. So yeah, there's no like set opening date. You can just come on board and then do come your year. Board. Okay, yeah. great. I love it, love it, love it. So where can they find you? Do you have a website? Yeah, so my website's actually under construction, but I do have um, www.mrgcoaching.co.uk. And the name of the program is The Fearless Entrepreneur. Yes, yes, program. I agree. That's such a great name. So we're going to have all of this link underneath this episode. People mm -hmm. can find you because normally what happens is that our listeners, when they listen to some great idea, they always ask me like, where can I find her? Where can I find her? So we will have all your information here. But thank you so much for coming and then sharing some amazing tips that how we can go from corporate world to to. to create our own business but more importantly following your passion yeah thank you so much valerie it's been an absolute honor it's been so wonderful to be here with you thank you thank you so much for your time